Welcome to the Leadership Table. Today we're going to be looking at how to develop a supernatural brain. Our brain is our, the only communications that we have to heaven. Our brain is one of our most valuable assets. Without this, we cannot live or breathe or, or do things. So uh, we're going to be looking at how we can cultivate this beautiful gift, this treasure from God, and how we can develop a supernatural brain. How many people here want an improved memory, want to be able to learn faster, to be able to retain the things that you learn, to be able to uh, make your, uh, have a stronger intelligence for Christ? Amen. Well, then you're in the right place. Leaders are learners. Remember that. This is a leadership table where we recognize that leadership is the skill of influence. Nothing more and nothing less. Leaders are learners. The question is, are we using that influence to lead others to Christ? Every man, woman, and child has an influence. And one of the greatest things that we can do as leaders is learn. We can grow. We can develop. And I realize in, in the 21st century, the, um, our ability to learn is one of the most valuable skills that we could possibly develop it, because we're living in an age when we're constantly bombarded with information. It's called the information age. And being able to retain those things, to practically apply, to be able to, to grow and not just be overwhelmed with information overwhelmed, but to be able to tactfully, tangibly um, apply these things and put them into practice is what we're going to be looking at. How, what can we do to strengthen our brain? Um, the, in Romans chapter 12, God gives a promise that He wants us to be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you want the perfect will of God, it is God's will for your minds to be renewed. How encouraging is that? Brain scientists used to think that uh, when your brain cells are damaged that you couldn't repair them, but that's not true. We found that um, completely not to be the case. God has promised thousands of years ago that we could renew our mind. Our brain has neuroplasticity, that it's able to be molded and, and changed and, and improved. See, uh, in John 15 and verse 5, Jesus at, um, makes a statement, and this is kind of the premise of this supernatural brain. You might ask, well, Enoch, how do we develop a supernatural brain? What, what does that look like? It looks like this, John 15, verse 5. Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So the fact of the matter is, without Christ, we can't do anything. Our brain is useless. Our brain is dead without Jesus. We need a supernatural influence to be working upon our minds if we want to be able to lead others to make decisions that can impact their destiny and their eternity. So we, we need to pray for a supernatural ability to learn Pray for supernatural ability to memorize. Pray for supernatural ability to understand. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for Christ to take us as pupils, as disciples, as students enlisted, enrolled in His school, the school of Christ, that He can teach us and, and learn. So there are 
Um, there are four reasons why uh, it would be well for us to develop a supernatural uh, brain. Number one is intelligence. God wants us, uh, God has created us to be intelligent beings. We are created in God's image. And is God intelligent? Amen. Amen. There's a beautiful promise in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 7. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 7? The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Who here wants a blessed memory? God has promised that our memory can be blessed. You, you could uh, remember people's names when you first meet them. You could, um, you could give speeches without, without take, looking at notes. You'll be able to uh, not just learn new information, but remember it. The memory of the just is blessed. So you have intelligence. The second thing is influence. This is what we're here for. We're, we recognize as leaders that God has called us to use our influence to lead others to Christ. What is the sweetest word in any language that could be heard? Love Jesus. Their name. It's a person's name. The sweetest words that could ever be spoken in any language, doesn't matter which one, is a person's name. People love to hear their names. They love to know that people pronounce their name correctly. People love to um, just be recognized. People want to be heard. And how often do we meet people and we forget them as soon as we, like, as soon as we're shaking their hands and when we let go, we already forgot what their name was. And that shows a disconnect or a um, uninterest or um, it doesn't really reflect the influence of Christ and the love of Christ. As it was mentioned, Jesus and love. Does it communicate love if you tell me what your name is? I'm like, oh, rem uh, remind me, what, what, what is your name again? Or, or have you ever had someone who comes up to you and they were excited? They're like, Tina, it's like it's been so long. And you're like, uh, what was your name again? Yeah. Like that hurts. And it, it's, a, it's a great way as leaders to lose influence, not to gain it. But if you want to strengthen your relationships, um, then you're going to want to be able to improve, to develop a supernatural brain so that you can remember people's names, so you can listen, so you can be present with people. You have no more fear of meeting new people. Also, uh, number three is impact. You can't give what you don't have. If we are mentally bankrupt and we don't have the good things, skills to learn, the skills to contribute, to make a difference in the lives of others, to add value to people's lives, if we are not investing in our brain, investing in, in our skills, then we'll be limited on the impact that, that we can make on others. Um, Proverbs says, A man's gift maketh room for him. So by developing your gifts, your talents, your skills, your abilities, it'll create room in your life where you'll be able to show up and make a difference and make an impact. Um, and then uh, the fourth reason is income. Income, we're living in a world uh, where we're in this knowledge economy. Knowledge is not only power, but knowledge is profit. The faster you learn, the faster you will earn. When we are able to learn a new skill, we can develop valuable skills that will allow us to add more value to the marketplace and therefore be able to 
increase our income. And it may not <laughs> just be financial prosperity. It could be, um, it could be wealth of relationships. It could be, um, it could be prospering in our in our family dynamics or in our in our health by being able to strengthen your brain and and learning the new skills you can you can understand how to increase your your physical fitness your physical iq your ability to uh, represent christ's character physically um, as well as mentally so these are different areas these are these are four reasons that could um, develop as we um, strengthen our brain one of uh, one of the things I want to share, I, I learned this from uh, from a guy named Jim Quick. He's on Instagram, YouTube, podcast. He's all over the place, and he's uh, one of the world's greatest brain coaches. And he just has some really powerful nuggets. I would definitely recommend taking a look at some of the stuff that he has. Um, I've learned a lot from him. I've been blessed. He gives this uh, acronym: um, How you can learn anything fast. Do you guys want to learn how, uh, learn anything fast? Want to be fast learners? The, the first step for learning something fast is what? Forget. Forget. This is um, now you might, you might be saying, I thought we were talking about improving our memory. Now, now you're saying to forget? Well, yeah, because the first thing that we want to do is we want to forget what we already know on the subject. When we come, ha have you ever... Um, who, who are the fastest learners? Who are the best learners in the world? Children. They're children. It's the little people. Why? Because they are so willing to learn. They are humble. Jesus put a child in front of the audience and he said, look, if you don't humble yourself as one of these children, you are not going to enter the kingdom of God. Forgetting what you know as you're learning is one of the first steps that will help to expand the possibilities. When you exchange your preconceived ideas and you exchange it for curiosity, for interest, for intrigue, when you become genuinely interested in others, you will learn so much faster than if you uh, focus on the things that you know or the things that you are bringing to the table. Just by, by being humble and, and, and starting from scratch and just temporarily forgetting what you know so that you can learn and be open to possibilities and uh, new things that we've never learned. Now, um, there's a spirit, there's a spirit of I know is what I like to call it is, um, have you ever talked to someone and they're just like, I know, I know, um, and, and you're, you're trying to share with them something that could help. They're like, oh, I know that. I already understand that. I get that. Like the moment we start saying that, like, I know, is the moment that we stop learning and we close the doors of possibilities and opportunities. I've heard that already. Oh, this is the same old stuff. You know, there's several times, um, even going through this, I was just like, oh yeah, I know that acronym. I learned that. But then as I'm going through, it's like Jim was like, each time he says it, he's explaining, he's repeating and enlarging and repeating and enlarging. And I'm like, whoa, even though I heard it the first time, it didn't really sink in. And that was just, I mean, it's amazing when we just forget, forget what we know and move forward. Um, so then we can learn. So now we have A for fast. If you want to learn anything really fast, supernaturally fast, what, what does the A stand for? That was, that was a good guess. Active. Yes. So learning 
is not a spectator sport. A lot of times we learn in uh, papal education to sit and watch and to learn and observe and we just a lot of times when we think of learning we think of consuming we think of listening we think of just sitting there getting information and that is not how uh, we actually learn um, we at, we need to be active in our learning um, and in order to do that uh, what are what are some ways um, I'm going to share with you seven ways that we can be active in learning. Um, could could I hear some examples? What are some examples of, of active learning? Taking notes. taking notes. Yes. So taking notes is um, a way that we can be active in learning. If you're not taking notes, um, then you're not going to be able to retain the things that you're learning as much. Uh, taking notes is synonymous with retention. Um, at the beginning, many, many of you here um, said that you wanted an increased memory. You wanted to be able to remember more. But uh, now the question is, how many of you are going, are going to take notes and do the work to, um, to increase your memory and retention? So taking notes is definitely a way to be involved in what you're doing. So that's physically getting involved. What else, what else is, is another way to be an active learner? Ask questions. So um, that's called active listening. Asking questions. Um, I know that really helps me. <laughs> why does that really help you? Because you're more involved. Instead of just like listening, you're, you're actually like listening to what, you, what you're saying. And if you have any questions, you're like saying it. So it's like... <coughs> yeah, absolutely. It makes so much more sense. It's more of like a conversation than it's just like... You're just like information absolutely there is a there, there is a term that I really like and it's um, in, in dealing with online courses and dealing with adult education and learning um, that we can't just give people information when we are teaching um, we have we want to give them info engagement info engagement this is information that's engaging information that is active that involves them um, more so info engagement is the key to to learning and I get concerned about the students that are silent in a corner that are just keeping to themselves they may not be taking notes they're, they're definitely not asking questions they're not answering the questions that I ask um, and these are the these are the the students who unfortunately have some uh, uh, they have some idea limiting beliefs that prevent them from learning fast but uh, there's no such thing as a bad learner you're either a trained learner or an untrained learner and and this is active learning is a skill that we can develop so even if we have brain injuries or, or learning disabilities like for myself I um, I had a learning disability I was in the special ed class I was on the um, IEP uh, for uh, when I was in in grade school there's there's uh, large portions of my school I was taken out to be in the mentally retarded class because I had a learning disability that prevented me from being able to focus to pay attention to remember things and to be able to un like understand what's going on I wasn't up to par with my peers and that that used to really bother me but 
I just want to encourage you that even if you have a learning disability, this is something that I realized the value of and I chose, I made the commitment to lifelong learning. I committed to understanding things that I didn't get before and therefore I, I, I grew incrementally and that disability uh, became a, a, a supernatural ability because it wasn't me, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And likewise, Christ in you can supernaturally help you to overcome any learning disability that may have hindered you in the past, it doesn't have to now. What is another way that we could um, be active learners? Visually. What about answering questions? So asking questions is a way to be act an active learner, but when I ask you a question, answering them will, will help you to learn. Now, what if, what if I ask a question and you answer wrong? Why would, you know it, why would you know the right answer better if you got the wrong answer? Because emotion attached to it. That's, that's so true. That, that goes into the, the next thing that, yeah, emotion plus information equals long-term memory. So when we get the wrong answer, that's really powerful, then it becomes very emotional. And that emotional experience is good for our learning. One of the fastest ways that we could possibly learn is through mistakes, through failure, because it, it has tangible consequences. It has, and, and it's like we never want to make that mistake again. Mistakes are, are a blessing when, when we learn from them. Uh, Proverbs says, A just man falls how many times? seven times but he rises up again but the wicked are so afraid of asking the wrong question they fall into mischief when they make a mistake they never get back up they never try again they never answer again because they're afraid of making another mistake and so you see the just and the wicked that are contrasted uh, but mistake is is uh, become stepping stones of, of learning, of, of achieving success in life. So we, we can't be afraid of, of getting the wrong answer. What is, um, well, what is another way that we could be active? Apply what you learn. Yeah, so, so exactly. Applying, um, applying and, and doing, these are, these are definitely ways that we can get, we can get involved, um, that we can involve, um, and, and learn more. Uh, another thing, wh what about um, what about our engaging our five senses? Mom was saying visual. Visual is is one of the five senses. So, w what are the five senses? Touch, smell. So we got hearing. touch, smell, hearing, See. sight, and taste. taste. Yeah, these are the five senses. And when you think about sight, this, this can also include being focused, having focused attention. You are allowing yourself to be present where you are. This is so essential in learning quickly is that focus and paying attention. Uh, that is a way to be active because you could be physically present but mentally absent from the class but 
when you're in conversation, uh, we're never just living, we are always learning. We can live a life where we are always living, uh, always learning. Um, I like to say life is learning and I look at every opportunity of life as an opportunity to learn as a classroom, as a school that I, I can train. Life is learning. So focus, focus attention. Um, so someone was saying listening. Um, so sounds that also applies with like asking questions, answering questions and g calling back uh, when there's things to repeat. Um, there is, and then also um, um, the uh, touch, yes, yeah, people were saying touch, it's also includes with taking notes, that's like actively playing out, even uh, physical like hand gestures to be able to recognize some of these things. When you raise your hand, you're, acti you're being actively involved. When, when I ask a question and, and you raise your hand, lock the elbow. Raise it high, be engaged, because when you physically move, there's, there's a phrase that Jim Quick says, when your body moves, your brain grooves. When your body moves, your brain grooves, meaning anything that, that gets you physically moving, it helps to improve your mind and your brain so that you can actually engage more with learning. Now, if you're one of those, those cool kids that sit in the back and says, you know, I'm too cool to raise my hand. Why do I need to do that? Well, you're missing out on learning really fast and being an active learner. It's the ones who engage with the, the speaker the most are the ones who are gaining the most out of the um, session, out of the opportunity for learning. So, that, that's, uh, so th these are some ways that we could be active learners. And, and think about this as you're learning, as you're growing. And, and if th these are not, like these are skills. These are absolutely learnable skills that you can develop. And I was not good at any of those, but through application and trial and error, the, the main thing was making a choice. I chose that I'm going to develop these skills. I'm going to figure it out no matter how difficult it is. Most good things take time, like taking notes. That was not something that I did. It's not something that I practiced. I didn't have someone to teach me. By God's grace, you have the opportunity. We put together a take note master class that's actually a class teaching you how to take notes. A lot of times we are hearing that we should or what we should take note on, but this is a, a master class actually showing you how to take notes. So that, that's available for those who are in the um, who have got the Direction from God course that we have. Yeah, each one of these is a skill. You just commit to learning and, um, and, and getting better at and you will improve. Um, yes. So we're looking at learning anything fast. So number one, forget. Um, and then two is active. And then S, what does S stand for? States. Now, what does that mean? All learning is state dependent. All learning is state dependent, which means that, what do I mean by state? That's your emotional state. That's how are you feeling at this moment? What is your attitude in that, in that time of when we're learning has everything to do with whether we remember or whether we don't. So when like, uh, this is 100% controllable. You can choose your emotions. And this is why I really appreciate Kamran's uh, messages 
recently because they've been on emotional mastery and being able to master your emotions. Now, there's three ways to change your emotion in 90 seconds or less. Number one is change your thoughts, change your focus. What, what are you focusing on? What are you thinking about? What is the question you're asking yourself? Being aware of the conversation in your mind is number one, um, change your focus. Number two is change your words. Literally, our thoughts and feelings are strengthened as we give them utterance. It is the law of expression. What you sow is what you reap. And every word we say is a seed. So the uh, emotions follow words. A lot of times we speak because we feel something. We speak gratitude because we feel grateful. We speak anger and hateful, bitter words because we feel bitter and angry inside. But I would submit to you the opposite is true, that when you speak gratitude, even if you don't feel grateful, the feelings follow words. And you could, you, can you could just change your emotions by changing the words. Um, and then the third is movements. Motion creates emotion. These three things, your, change your focus, change your words, change your movement. Movement, a, a, a slight minor shift in movement will have a minor shift in your emotion. But a radical shift, a drastic movement in your, in your, in your body will have a drastic radical shift in your emotion. So when, um, when you're going to school, what is, the, what is like the word, the state, the emotion that many people use to describe school, like in high school, middle school? You're just sitting there. Just sitting there. And how, how do people often feel? They feel bored, right? Sleepy. Bored, sleepy, tired, um, uninterested. So these are different emotions. And of course, if you are feeling bored, then you're not going to retain the things that you learn. That's why I really encourage people, uh, as, that's what we talk about, just-in-time learning, just-in-time. Or, in other words, studying in our devotions what is relevant. When you study what is relevant, the relevancy in your life, the currency that is just-in-time, that you need it right now, makes it emotional automatically. This is infogagement. It engages your emotion because it's, it's dealing with you on a day-to-day -day basis and the timing is so um, specific to what you need right now that you can't afford not to pay attention. Your mind remembers that. I remember uh, when I was learning that we can memorize entire chapters of the Bible, I was like, this is so cool. I'm going to go re memorize the book of Proverbs because I want wisdom. I want to improve my mind. And so I started in, in Proverbs 1 and I was using this first letter approach. I memorized chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. And as I was getting to chapter 4, I was, I was memorizing these. And then, um, but I, I didn't really understand everything that I was, I was going. I was, I was memorizing for the sake of like getting through the chapters. It was kind of a surface understanding. And I was just trying to just, flood my mind with some scriptures, but I found that it was extremely difficult to actually retain those words in my mind uh, because they weren't relevant. And I found that very quickly, I forgot large portions of the chapters. Today, if you ask me to quote the first four chapters, I wouldn't be able to do it, but I could do it at the time, but it wasn't relevant and it wasn't just in time. It wasn't emotional, therefore it didn't go into my long-term memory. Like 
it was superficial and that's what i believe is is when we're when we are superficially surface reading the scriptures then it's a lot harder to engage but when you take a subject in your devotions and you take um, an area of your character or you take a skill or you take some some goal that you have a calling that you have in your life that is that is uh, that you're seeking guidance and direction for and you search the word of god on that subject then all the verses become highly relevant highly emotional and that emotion plus information becomes long-term memory but if we're bored if we're going through and if we're showing up to leadership table, if we're um, showing up to um, the place of learning and we're just like, man, I'm bored or it's like, I'm not, this isn't exciting. Or we're just like, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. Like, if, you're, if you're speaking these words, it's going to influence your minds. And when uh, you have information times emotion, if you have... Um, information times zero anything times zero is what zero. zero so if you've got new new learnings times zero it will still be zero you won't remember anything you won't learn anything because you are so bored but that's why it's good if you get up if you stand in sometimes you could just shake it off you could um, you could just stand up you can breathe it's nice when you've been sitting down for too long to like every uh, 50 minutes to like like setting a timer and and then like standing up drinking some water going up going um, just for a brief walk for like five minutes and come back and then your your brain is so much more fresh and and that movement changes your emotion so you're not tired exhausted bored even when you come into uh, like for me I, I wanted to develop enthusiasm I wanted to develop excitement for what I was sharing what I was learning what I just life it's more enjoyable when we can we can have enthusiasm for what we do so I started to literally just say like I am so excited to get this done I'm excited for progress I'm excited to meet new people I'm excited to do whatever the insert difficult task would have otherwise been and it affects our lives excitement enthusiasm emotion is a choice you get to choose the state that you could live in and one of the best choices that we can make is to choose to live in a beautiful state 100% of the time. And being able to, choose, to master our emotions because when you look at it, what's the only thing that we're going to take to heaven? Our character, which is two things combined, our thoughts and our feelings, information and emotion. These two things make up the only asset that we have for eternity. Are, are you seeing the need of having a supernatural brain? Mm. Our brain nerves are the only way that heaven's able to communicate to us. And if we do not master our emotions, then it will be very difficult. It will be impossible to develop a character of Christ. And, to, and, and this is what we're going to be stuck with for eternity. So... Um, so let, let's pray for that supernatural um, ability. And when we can learn anything fast, so state all learning is state dependence. Now F, what it, no, I'm sorry, T. So we're going to learn anything fast. If, what does T stand for? Teach. You guys, really quick on that. You know, I am super passionate about teaching people how to teach. 
Um, when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. The best way to learn is to teach. Um, Proverbs 11 describes how he that watereth shall be watered also himself. If you want to learn anything, teach it. And for me, I remember when I was 19 years old, I was doing a uh, speaking tour down in California, and I was doing this two-week evangelistic series, and this, like, this, this big group of people were coming in, and they were learning, and they were growing, and they were understanding the Word of God like never before, and they're just like, wow, this is amazing. And I could see that they were like, wow, you're like 19 years old. You're a teenager, and you're like teaching us these things. And it's like, how did you learn this? And I, I, was, I made it very clear to them. I'm like, look, I'm not here because I know all things and because I understand everything. I'm here because like you, I want to learn. I want to understand these things. So I'm sharing the things that I want to learn. I'm here as a student. Jesus said it's more blessed to what? Give, Give than what? Receive. Receive. So uh, likewise, if you want to learn anything fast, like if you don't want to learn, then don't teach it. If you don't want to retain it, then don't explain it to others. It's like uh, when giving Bible studies, I, 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 um, I remember the references and I remember the verses and I, and I bring these things up and people ask like, how do you have the answers to these questions? How do you remember where these verses are found? This is the secret. I learned this when I was 12 years old, when I was learning math. And I realized that everyone around me was struggling, including myself. And there, when someone would get stuck on a math problem, they'd ask like, I, I would try to explain to them a little bit of what I knew, what little I knew, and then they're like, it clicked. And they're like, oh, why didn't the teacher just say this? I'm like, well, he did. That's how I learned it. But I, I, I guess I could share it with you there. And I found that sometimes I tried to teach people, and then it's like they weren't getting it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, uh, let me, you know how like a math equation, there might be like an infinity ways that you can solve it. Um, and there might be like five little tricks that they give you. So I give them one trick and they're like, I don't get it. So I give them another trick. They're like, I don't get it. So I give them a third trick and they're like, oh, there it is. And I'd be like, oh, this is like, it helps me to understand because I understood it with the first trick, that little tip. And that's what resonates with me. But what, what, what uh, moves me does not necessarily click in, in their mind. So I learned that in order to grow and to really understand the subject matter better, I have to explain things to others. Otherwise, I'm gonna, there's a lid to our growth as long as we're not imparting to other people. It's the same thing with Bible knowledge. It's the same thing for any high income skill. It's the same thing for um, influencing others. Like If you want to develop more, <coughs> you have to teach others. You have to share with them what they know and help other people succeed. And when we teach, it's one of the fastest ways. Like I, we could do an entire thing just on teaching, but we won't do that now. Um, this is, so if you want to learn anything fast, let, let's do it together. What does the F stand for? Forget. Let, let's say it all together. What does the F stand for? Forget. Forget. What does the A stand for? And what does the S stand for? And T? Teach. Teach. Absolutely. That's good. See, that active helps to keep this in our minds. That, that's a blessing. Now, um, another thing, there was, there are, I'm going to share with you 10, 10 ways or 10 keys for unlocking your super brain. You want to you unlock your super brain? 
because some of us, we have this super supernatural brain that God has given you, but it's locked up in a chest. And without the right keys, you won't be able to unlock it. But if you do any one of these 10, it could drastically improve your mind. The limitations that chains you down could be lifted just by one of these. But I'm going to give you 10. Is that okay? Okay, so 10 keys to unlock your supernatural brain. Number one is having a, a good brain diet. Good brain diet. And again, these things I was, I've, I've learned from uh, Jim Quick. He's a world-renowned brain coach. It's really powerful stuff. Good brain diets. Uh, this is the food that we eat. This is uh, the, the, new, the foods that we, we put in our body. Like, for instance... Uh, blueberries are really good for your, your brain. Jim calls them brain berries. Avocados is really good for our minds. Um, omega fatty acids, omega-3s are super essential for our brain. That They're found in chia seeds and flax seeds in high amounts. So having a good brain diet is, is really important. And then num number two is killing ants. Killing what? Ants. Now, you're like, wait a second, you, you mean squishing bugs is good for a brain? No. <laughs> ANTS is an acronym. ANTS is, uh, it stands for Automatic Negative Thoughts. So this is, uh, this is the conversation that we say in our mind. A lot of times we have these limitations, these limiting beliefs, where we say like, I can't remember anything. I had a grandma that, that kept saying like, I can't remember anything, I can't remember anything. And then later on, she... Uh, she got Alzheimer's and she actually couldn't remember anything. But because of that automatic negative thoughts and, and those words that we speak, they are, yes, they're training our mind how to operate. So your, your brain is like a supercomputer and the words that you say are the code the programs that it's going to run on, that it's going to operate from. So if you change your words, you'll change your life. And the, the words that God has given us is in 2 Peter 1, 4, whereby are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye may be partakers of the what kind of nature? Divine. divine. You got, does that sound supernatural to you? Mm -hmm. You could have a divine, a supernatural brain by the precious promises of God. We need to learn to replace, squash these ants, these automatic negative thoughts, and replace them with the liberating beliefs of the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the Word of God. So that is, that's something. And then three is, three is exercise. Exercise. So there is a strong connection between um, our heart and our mind. I mean, it's been said before, that um, our bodies, that we have uh, three brains. Did you know that? We have three brains. Uh, number one is the brain in our skull. Number two is our hearts. Um, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, our heart, uh, like where do we think? We think in our brain, in our mind, but the Bible says it, we think in our hearts. So the, the, there's actually neuro, uh, there are like, there's brain nerves that are connected from our heart to our brain that, that they influence each other. So anything that gets you moving, that pumps your blood, that, that strengthens your heart will tend to strengthen your mind. People who have strong hearts 
often um, have stronger minds as well. So what we can do to move and exercise and and that's why like especially sedentary um, workers, it's good like like what we have here is we have a treadmill and we've got a desk and it is one of the coolest things. This office equipment it got a tax write-off but um, you could walk on the treadmill while you're doing while you're riding or doing something that you need to do um, right by the window where you can get some fresh air and some sunlight but um, other than that walking is very good and um, just exercise will make a difference now the third brain is actually our gut there is a what happens in our stomach our brain sympathize have you ever noticed that while you're digesting food it's like there is a draft on your brain that it is a lot harder to think and to study and to remember and to process and make decisions it's like you get this brain fatigue sometimes as you're digesting stuff that's why after a meal is so important to go on digestion uh, walks something that's not super intensive in exercise but something that's light that helps you to digest it takes a glucose and that that spikes right after a meal and then your muscles are allowed to absorb that glucose and and your body feeds off of glucose and, and it strengthens your brain uh, when when we exercise and we take breaks so number three is exercise number four is brain nutrients Brain nutrients is so important. That is getting the right nutrients that our, that our brain and our body needs. Uh, Jesus put it this way, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So our brain needs nutrients. Now what do I mean by that? Uh, nutrients like sometimes, like one of the best things that we could do is to get um, nutrients from like the, the foods that we eat like avocados and and the brain berries but um, sometimes like when, when we're traveling some things are not as available sometimes um, like until you're able to like cultivate a garden some things might be harder um, so being able to have supplements to be able to supplement the nutrition and the nutrients that our bodies need um, vitamin D is, is really good for our brain omega fatty acids extremely good for our brain and and getting those things that make a tremendous difference um, also um, like green green leafies like collards and spinach and kale these things are really helpful for our brain uh, for for flooding it with the nutrition it needs and I really like these uh, these isogreens in our health food store we sell these uh, these this green drink because one scoop of this is equivalent to about 20 bowls of salad and it's just one scoop and it tastes delicious like I, I think um, a lot of times people think that green drinks taste gross and nasty but this is sweetened by pineapple and stevia so it's uh, it's it's sweet and and it tastes great and then it has like really dense nu nutrition um, in with the green drinks so being able to get the nutrients that our bodies need so the the fifth one is is a positive positive peer group this is our um, environment um, it has been said that you are an average of the top five voices that you hear the most uh, the wisest man that, that lives puts it this way in Proverbs 13 20 he that walketh with wise men shall be wise but a companion of fools will be destroyed your Influ your peer group who you spend the most time with influence you 
show me your company and I'll show you your character. If you are constantly surrounding people, surrounding yourself with people that are doing destructive things to their brains, whether that is the things that we drink, the things we eat, the activities that we do, if you're doing things that destroy the brain, surrounding yourself with people that are not lifelong learners, that do not encourage you to cultivate and to grow and to develop and to improve, then it's going, you're going to struggle. That's why we put together this leadership table so that when people can gather together with like-minded individuals who are wanting to grow and wanting to, to cultivate their influence for Christ, um, and that your positive peer peer group makes a tremendous difference. You said you want you want oh, yeah. some share. You know, it even goes with uh, in your head when you're in your head. You know, when you're looping something bad over and over and over. It's almost like having a conversation with somebody, and, and you're just gonna go down downhill from there. Yeah, we have the external environment and we have the internal environment. And and again with those automatic negative thoughts, we got to squash those ants and we got to replace them with the word of God and with people that are going to encourage us in the and direction. Some people, they don't have five friends. But that one friend inside their head, you know. Yeah. But that this is why this this number five is why it's so important to develop and cultivate influence and develop relationships because um, the the friends we have they, they we are in a large degree I am a product of my environment I am who I am because of the environments that I've been around and I recognize the value of the my environment and there has been some uh, relationships that I've had to audit. I'd have to remove uh, certain toxic people from my life uh, that are not helping me to grow in the direction that God has called me to do. Back in my early experience, God was, I was, I was praying and pleading out to God. I was saying, God, what must I do to have a relationship with you? I really wanted a relationship. And he said two things. I had to quit playing video games and I had to change my friends. My friends were pulling me from the calling that God had on my life. And when I could remove myself and define a positive peer group, like what we have here with the Army of Youth family, this is such a blessing, then um, it made a big difference. And there was a minister who, who once said, young friends, Daniel understood the importance of having good Christian friends. If you want good quality friends, join ministry. Getting involved in ministry has been the single greatest source of fellowship and friendship that I've ever had and family it has been one of the best decisions I ever made is dedicate my talents to Christ's service and I would encourage all to do that um, if you want to have a positive peer group and strengthen and develop a supernatural brain. So number six is we talked about having a, a, a good external environment I mean internal environment but we also want to have a number six is clean environments clean environments environments see first corinthians uh, 14 verse 33 god is not the author of what confusion but of what does it say god is not the author of confusion but of first corinthians 14 33 do we have any guesses God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. 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 So, 1433, 14, so what's the opposite of confusion? 
peace. So the way we can have internal peace when there's external havoc is, is uh, eliminating confusion. I got the, the confusion that perplexes our mind, the darkness that settles the soul. If you find the stress and the overwhelm, the anxiety, these are not from God. These, these emotions are things that are being created by our words, our focus, and our movement, or lack thereof. And, um, and if we want to have peace, then um, verse, if you drop down to verse 40, it talks about the same chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, 40. Let all things be done. How many things? All things be done decently and in order. So there is an order to things. Having a clean environment is so essential. That's why I'm so thankful that the Word of God gives us a um, preparation day. It gives us um, other... There's clean, there's orderly, there's, there's organization throughout the ranks of Israel. And God knew that in order to have our greatest health and happiness and hope, um, and, and in order to have a supernatural brain, we need order. We need clean environment. Our external environment makes a huge difference. I have found in my experience um, growing up that when my area is cluttered and messy and there's so much stuff all over and I, I grab out stuff, I don't put them back, then that clutter just kind of creates a funk, a fog in the mind and it just and, it, and it, it, it bogs down and overwhelms when we have so many tabs open on our computers. We've got all these different browsers and, and things open of all these things that we're going to get to or we're in the middle of. When we're going from one unfinished task to another, we never really get things done, but we're always busy. These things bog down the mind and it make it extremely difficult to um, develop a supernatural brain. So as we can develop cleanliness or order and regularity and declutter our, our workstations and our environments, then this is something that will help you to have a supernatural brain. This is a supernatural principle. This is what God has given in His Word. And if we want supernatural aid, God is not the author of confusion. So if, we got, if, if, if our rooms look like confusion, if our work environment, workspace looks like confusion, um, then uh, we, we can know that this isn't going to help us with a um, with a supernatural brain. Number seven. Number seven is sleep. Sleep is amazing. Who loves to sleep? <laughs> sleep, sleep is great. Um, but um, some things about sleep, I know um, s- Jesus promises in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, sleep... For a long time um, in, in my childhood, see, I was severely depressed from age 11 to 16. And as I was um, going through depression, they gave me some antidepressants. The problem with antidepressants, despite the fact that one of the side effects is increased thoughts of suicide and depression, which doesn't make any sense, um, but they are actually serotonin suppressors. They are sleep suppressants. They, um, in, they, while you might be able to sleep, um, you're not getting into that deep REM sleep. Because one thing about sleep is that um, the way that we consolidate short-term memory and convert it into long-term memory is through the process of sleep. So, uh, how... 
how many of us said that we wanted an, an improved uh, memory and we wanted to improve our retention at the beginning? Uh, sleep is something that has a, a great deal with that. And uh, because what allows us to turn that short term, like what we're learning right now, there's, and depending on how, how fast um, you, are, you are at applying new, new trainings, uh, will determine like how much of this goes in short term and just gets disintegrated. It's during our REM sleep, rapid eye movement. It's this, it's a cycle of sleep when we are dreaming and, and we are, it's in our dreams that the memories are coming from the day. That's why Ecclesiastes, uh, I believe it's five says, a dream cometh by a multitude of business. So the things that, that you, that keep you busy during the day, are the things that, that are the culmination of your dreams and it's actually processing scientifically. It's choosing what uh, short-term memories do we want to convert to long-term and what memories do we want to disintegrate as not relevance or not in time or not um, emotionally necessary. So we start to disintegrate memories. And the problem with uh, the antidepressants is that they actually rob you from REM sleep. Though you may sleep every night, you're not getting the deep REM sleep that's repairing the memory in the brain um, in that regard. So this is, uh, this is something that is really able to help. I know... Thank you, Ecclesiastes 5.7. A dream comes through a multitude of business. Very powerful. Um, the... Uh, to, to recognize and um, I know I know for me the um, I I used to uh, when I was when I was taking these medications I'd sleep for so long I'd sleep in like all my morning classes at school and it's like I'd go to bed at like nine o'clock and I wake up at like noon it's like consistently it's like I remember the dean would pull me into the office and he'd be like hey, you gotta get to you gotta get to sleep and the pastor of church, he's like, you got to go to sleep by 10 o'clock. And, and I was just like, you don't realize I'm going to sleep at like nine. My body cannot function beyond that. But I'd sleep and I'd require so many hours a day. And it was like that for years. And um, I required like 10 hours of sleep. And if I got nine, I was drowsy. I was groggy. I was tired. And it wasn't until I was able, um, I was introduced to this isogenesis, which is a telomere supplement. Uh, that helps with the brain and it helps with mental fog and, and um, I was able to finally be able to get less, I feel better rested with less sleep and I no longer required the 10 hours and I was able to actually sleep for like eight hours and feel rested and it made a tremendous difference and my, my found that my mental clarity was in, increased and it was better um, and it was just, it was so helpful. So we, uh, we sell this in our health food store, Isogenesis. Um, if you want to know about uh, where you can get the isogenesis or the, um, the, the green drink that I was telling you about, just reach out to me and I'd be happy to uh, give you the information. But um, that's part of having that, the proper nutrients and that sleep. Super helpful. Number four is... Um, thank you. Um, you're paying attention. That's good. So, number eight, that's right. Um, number eight is... Protection, brain protection, being able to protect your um, protect your brain. So um, a lot of people's learning disabilities is because of head injuries. People get concussions, people fall and they hit their self, 
they, they hit their skull, they're just, they, they get damaged to the brain. We got to protect our brain, right? God has given us a gift. Um, we got precious cargo there. And um, that's why it's, it's good to avoid any extreme sports that are going to hurt or damage your brain. If you're going to be riding a bike, riding a longboard, um, to wear helmets. I, I definitely believe in wearing helmets. I mean, I don't want to be um, going super far and like crash, like hit my head. It's some really bad stuff. Um, a concussion could set you back for weeks, for months, for even years. Um, and it would be harder to recover. Not impossible, because there's a lot of people with head injuries physically that have been able to improve just by committing to some of these skills. Uh, Psalms uh, 84, verse 11, an encouraging promise. Psalms 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. So God is a shield, He's our protector, and He will help us, um, but we need to cooperate with Him and protect our brain. This is going to be helpful. And then nine, we're almost done here, is new learnings. New learnings. You know, um, our, in order to have a um, supernatural brain, it requires novelty. Our brain demands um, variety. It demands something new. Without that, what doesn't challenge us will never change us. That the perfect will of God, we read in Romans 12 too, is that we could be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It requires new learnings, learning new things and, and gaining new skills and constantly and, and committing to a life of learning. Um, the um, average CEO reads about 52 books a year. I'm not there yet, but I want to figure out what are they doing to read 52 books a year. I've, I've for most of my life, when I, was, uh, when I first came out to Christ when I was 16, I read a total of six books. I did not read, did not like reading, very, very slow reader, and it was something that was very difficult to do. Now, I love reading. Books have changed my life. Some of the most valuable skills that I have developed, people live life for decades, 10, 20, 30 years, and they dedicate their life to a subject, a topic, an experience, a skill, a, a trade, or a craft, or a calling, or something. And then after living life for 30 years, they compress all of that experience into days that you can get um, from a book. So being able to learn faster, learning how to learn, that's why I, I believe that this, this resource is so valuable because um, uh, traditional education, they taught us what to learn, but when was the last time you signed up for a class that taught you how to learn? So today, right? <laughs> yeah, they're not really available, um, and you don't really see those very often. So uh, teaching people how to learn is something that I'm passionate about. That's why we put together the Direction from God program. Uh, we put together a free web class teaching people how to find the answers from God's Word and transform their devotions forever. Um, if you want to know how you can get access to, to that, all you got to do is you go to directionfromgod.com and there you can sign up for a free web class where I teach people how to learn, how to find the answers that you're looking for and be able to share them with others. Directionfromgod.com um, and uh, new learnings is, is life transforming. They did uh, studies on some of these super nuns and they were living like old. They were like 90 years old, 100 years old. And they found that, that these super nuns were 
we're learning constantly new things. And that commitment to lifelong learning helped them to actually live longer. They had more life in their years and more years to their life. That's, that's what happens. There's also studies that, that have been done on these blue zones. And there's blue zones throughout the world that, um, that uh, there are certain zones in the world where the population lives extremely long. And <clears throat> the lifespan of these individuals are just far out, um, like they're outliers. And there was a group of people in the Loma Linda area, they're, they're Seventh-day Adventists, and these were one of the few people in the Blue Zones that are the longest living people on the planet <clears throat> in the entire world. And they're following biblical principles of, of learning new things and constantly growing and constantly understanding more. This is where um, studying the Word of God, having daily devotions, you are connecting yourself with the most supernatural brain of the universe, the mind of God, and He's revealing to you the principles. God can teach you more in one moment by His Holy Spirit than all the great men of the earth. And He can teach you faster, better, swifter, more uh, in detail, than in depth than anything else. There's nothing more calculated to expand the mind and strengthen the intellect than the studying of God's Word. So this is why this is the first textbook. This is why we're going through it as we're learning how to develop a supernatural brain. Without Christ, we could do nothing. So new learnings, super essential um, if you want to live long and learn more. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just is as a shining light that shines how? More and more, more, and more unto the perfect day. So um, if you want a supernatural brain, it demands novelty. We have to be learning new things, taking new challenges, and gaining new skills. <clears throat> the final, the last one, is the, the biggest enemy to um, developing a supernatural brain. And this is the thing that gets so many of us. Stress management. Stress management is something that we all greatly need. This is trust. This is godly trust. Um, the first, first Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon God, for He careth for you. It's like all that care, the perplexity, the stress that we overburden ourselves, and the fear, the fear of failure, the fear of uh, rejection, the fear of loss, the fear of uh, making a mistake, the fear of, of, um, of, life. of even the fear of success can be really paralyzing. One thing that I believe that several of you will go through as you're on this leadership journey, you're going to be gaining skills. Here you're, you're, you're learning the, the keys to success in life, in business, in ministry, in service to others, in family, in your health. You're learning the principles that you can apply to every area, all seven areas of your life. And when you follow these biblical principles, you will have success. But with greater um, like with greater success comes greater responsibility. And sometimes that responsibility is crushing and it, it could be paralyzing and it could be overwhelming to recognize that as I have greater influence, you, um, what you do or what you don't do has an impact on those around you. And you think and you're like, wow, I don't want people following me. I don't want people to be influenced by me. But the fact of the matter is everybody has influence. Every man, woman, and child has influence. The question is, are we being intentional with it? With greater influence, you can do greater good. But with equal, 
with greater influence, we could, we could have greater harm. That's why it requires a supernatural work. We can't do it alone. We need Christ. We need to trust Him. That yes, we are weak, but I love the promise that God's grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. That um, as you succeed in life, as long as you do not rely on your own strength, your own wisdom, your own skills, your own abilities, it's good for us to develop our talents, but our talents are not what brings us closer to Christ or makes us equipped or capable. It is our connection with Christ. It is abiding with the supernatural work through the Holy Spirit living in us and working through us that will make the difference and be able to impact lives for eternity. So as we're learning, we have to we have to manage the stress because the cortisol uh, that's produced, it, it destroys the brain. It makes it very difficult to make decisions. It, it produces cortisol and adrenaline, which is great for fight or flight, but it is not good for making decisions, for hearing the voice of God and, and reflecting Christ to others or having words to say to people that are going to be a saver of life unto life. So the stress, the cortisol, the adrenaline, these things are not things that we want to have um, constantly in elevated st uh, stages. Uh, there is something, um, th that's why I, I really appreciate this Ionic Supreme. This has adaptogens in it, and adaptogens help, um, in short, they're plants that help you to adapt to the major stresses of life. If you're dealing with stress, um, the adaptogens help you with physical stress for athletes. They use it. Olympic athletes use adaptogens and um, and mental stress. Uh, the uh, Ionic Supreme. It used to be called Want More Energy, um, but this is again something that we offer in our health food store. If you want um, Ionic Supreme, uh, it's a it's a drink. It tastes wonderful, and you can reach out to me, and I'll, I'll show you how you can access the Ionic Supreme. But the, the stress management is so key and you could just drink this in the, in the morning, in the evening, um, either or or both and it can help you to sleep better at night or give you energy during the day and to manage the stress levels um, along with prayer. Uh, habits of prayer in the morning and the evening have been proven by science to de-stress the mind and, and to um, when we open up our hearts to God, He speaks to us, He answers. And it's just so exciting that we have access to the supernatural, like the, the super brain of the worlds. Like, how cool is that? And He's willing to like download His knowledge, His wisdom, His, His information to us so that we can be like Him in thought and in feeling. We can have the character, the mind of Christ. So if it's your desire um, to have the mind of Christ, then... Um, I encourage you to consider which of these 10 things, or really out of anything that we talked about, which of these things are you the weakest in? No, notice like uh, one to three of, of the areas that you're weakest and identify, I need to improve that. Choose, choose one to three that you're going to commit to, that you're going to learn and develop. And, and like I mentioned before, any, these are the 10 keys to unlocking your supernatural brain. If you, if you do a deep dive on any one of them, it can drastically improve your supernatural brain and unlock the, the, the infinite potential that you have in Christ Jesus. But if you choose one, then um, you, and you deep dive in it, it can make a big difference. If you choose two, you can, you can cultivate and get better. I know... Um, 
f for um, there are there there are some that I, I'm trying to improve. I w I'm I'm what I want to do is I'm creating right now. I'm creating a morning routine and an evening routine and an afternoon routine, and I'm I'm just kind of adding more routine. I'm trying to create systems. If, if you've been with us in the Direction from God program that we do every month, we talk about creating habits, being consistent. And I'm saying like, how could I create a system, a habit to do these things habitually so that they could help me to unlock a supernatural brain? And you could see what are the habits that you're going to have to develop. And I want you to write down three to five things that you can change um, by, by putting this together, by, by um, implementing one of these things. And and teaching, like seriously, this is something that would make a big difference. Find a partner, find a friend, find someone who wasn't here. Maybe someone on your team, someone in your family, someone in your sphere of influence that you're developing as a leader and find someone and be like, hey, can I share with you what I learned in the leadership table today? Can I share with you what I studied? These are my notes and, and like, I, I, I want to express it to someone. Teach it to them and say, hey, can, I, can you be my, my partner in this leadership journey um, or in this, in this journey of continual in development? I, I want to share with you. And when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. So find someone that you could teach it to and go ask them. If you could, if you can share what you've been learning, and friends, this is free for people to attend. So invite others to participate. Who do you love that is not here right now? Who, what team member are you working with that you believe would benefit by being a part of these leadership tables? And uh, this could be packed. This could be a great blessing for people. Um, invite them over to join us on Discord. And um, I thank you very much for your time. And I pray that this was valuable and helpful. Um, if you want to um, accept Christ to do a supernatural work in renewing your mind and giving you a supernatural brain, then I invite you to kneel with me for a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you very much for your love and your grace and your mercy. You have done so much for us and we want to give back what you have given us. And Father, you have, you have given us this beautiful brain. You have given us a mind. You have created us in your image. What a high calling. What an amazing opportunity to cultivate the character of Christ. Father, we pray that we will not fall short of your calling in our lives individually. I pray a special blessing on all those who are under the sound of my voice. Be with them. Be with me. Help us to um, apply those things that we have not perfected in our areas. Apply those things that we are looking for to, progress, to make progress. And we pray for supernatural ability to learn, supernatural ability to hear your voice, supernatural um, education. We pray that you will teach us um, through sending us your Spirit. And we love you. We pray uh, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for, for watching. For those who are watching the replay, if you appreciated this, I encourage you to click like and share it with someone who needs to be here, someone who you could help. And um, thank you so much. We do this every Monday. You're welcome to join us. And again, if you have questions about any of the health food products that we have in our health food store, uh, you reach out to uh, reach out to me and I would love to give you more information to let you know how you can you can uh, get access to these, these brain boosts, these brain nutrients, um, so that you can s support um, a good brain diet. And uh, remember, friends, leadership is the skill of influence. Nothing more, nothing less. 
Every man, woman, and child has influence. The question is whether we are using that influence to lead others to Christ.